Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 12th of August. We start with breaking news from overseas and a tsunami warning has been issued after a 7.1 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of the Philippines. At this stage, there are no reports of major damage, but aftershocks are expected. Back home and more than 6.5 million residents across New South Wales are now in lockdown as COVID continues to spread into regional communities across the state. Eight small towns in western New South Wales are now under stay-at-home orders, including Walgett, Bogan, Burke, Brewarrina, Canamble, Gilgandra, Narramine and Warren. It's understood a man who was COVID positive arrived in Walgett on the 9th of August and spent a number of days in the community before finding out he was infectious. Member for Barwon Region Roy Butler has told Channel 7 COVID is a real risk for regional communities as they don't have adequate medical and other support services to cope. Uh, Walgett is a community with uh, a lot of Aboriginal folk and uh, a lot of them are well-aged. A lot of them have uh, comorbidities and other uh, complications in health and we have very limited medical services in our regional communities. So all of the river towns uh, have a similar makeup like that where... Um, limited health services and uh, high Aboriginal populations, which uh, uh, presents a, a massive risk. In Greater Sydney, New South Wales Police are set to get extra powers to crack down on COVID compliance, with an extra 500 Australian Defence Force personnel also hitting the streets. Authorities are set to close loopholes in current stay-at-home restrictions, including stopping people who own multiple homes from being able to travel between them, and there'll also be changes to the singles bubble. There were 344 new cases of COVID recorded across New South Wales yesterday, and another two deaths, including a man in his 30s who had underlying health conditions. Meantime, the New South Wales Premier has flagged the end of October is when life could become more normal across Greater Sydney. Gladys Berejiklian says if we continue the current vaccination rate, October is when the state may reach 70% of the adult population, with both jabs, meaning some restrictions could be lifted in certain suburbs. But the challenge for us is obviously how we live in September and October until we get to that double 70%. And with 6 million jabs by the end of August, if we achieve that, There will be opportunities for us in some parts of the community where case numbers are low and vaccination rates are high to allow people to do more than what they do today. To Melbourne, where the lockdown has been extended for at least another seven days as health authorities scramble to find the source of a number of mystery cases. Here is Premier Daniel Andrews. We have determined to accept the advice of the Chief Health Officer to extend uh, for a further period of seven days uh, until 11.59pm next Thursday. This is... Very challenging, I know, for every single Victorian who would like to be going about their business. I'd like to be open and have a degree of freedom that's simply not possible because of this Delta variant. Meantime, calls are growing for an emergency plan for Victorian hospitals amid claims of severe staffing shortages. The Age is reporting patients were turned away on Tuesday night at Sunshine and Footscray hospitals after more than 200 staff were forced to isolate because of COVID concerns. 
And in Queensland, an investigation is underway after a number of patients were given an ultra-low dose of the COVID vaccine. Queensland Health says an administrative error was behind the six people getting the incorrect smaller dose of Pfizer, but they're unable to confirm which of the 66 people vaccinated on that day received the wrong dose. It comes as Australia hits an important vaccine milestone. 14 million jabs have been administered across the country, with a quarter of a million delivered in a single day yesterday. And in other news this morning, we'll find out today if the youngest child of the Biloela family's appeal will be heard in the High Court. The family remains in community detention in Perth, unable to leave despite three being granted bridging visas. Family friend Angela Frederick says it's time for Tanika, her sister and parents to return home. The family are feeling very worn down. They're feeling very tired after three and a half years of this struggle. However, with each of these appearances, I guess it does give them renewed hope that people do still care. Now, let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We return to New South Wales and Newcastle is in lockdown limbo, waiting for the state government to confirm if its week-long shutdown will be extended as COVID cases continue to increase. More than 50 infections have now been recorded in the Hunter New England area, while the list of close contact exposure sites is growing rapidly. The region's lockdown is supposed to end at midnight tonight, but as Hamish Finlay reports, that is looking extremely unlikely. That's right, Tash. Premier Gladys Berejiklian hinted yesterday that there would be an extension, but there's still been no official word. And that's left local businesses in a state of high anxiety as costs continue to soar. The Hunter recorded 14 new cases yesterday, and we're likely to see similar numbers or worse today, with more exposure sites popping up. Even the region's only COVID vaccination hub at Belmont has been listed. Or further north, Byron Bay remains on high alert after a Sydney man travelled there while infectious and failed to properly check into venues numerous times. Police have now charged the 52-year-old. And in Victoria, police in Melbourne have shut down another anti-lockdown protest overnight after the city had its stay-at-home restrictions extended for at least another week. Our reporter James Lake has the latest from Melbourne. Thankfully, Tash, police were swift to shut down last night's unlawful protests in our CBD. 73 people were quickly arrested for offences associated with the rally and also breaching the lockdown rules. Among them, three people also found with outstanding warrants. Authorities say they won't stop going after people who choose to blatantly disregard the Chief Health Officer's directions and put the health and safety of all Victorians in jeopardy. Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Just two months ago, Australia's business confidence was at an all-time high, but these ongoing lockdowns, especially in New South Wales, have changed all of that. It's staggering, Tash. The NAB Business Confidence Index fell by 18.5 points to a 12-month low of minus 7.9 in July. It was the second biggest monthly decline in sentiment since October 2008 after the record 61.8.4 in March 2020 when we first understood that the coronavirus means we have to live in lockdown land. And gosh, so many people are doing it so tough right now in these ongoing lockdowns and New South Wales businesses waiting too long, of course, for lockdown assistance and the blame game is starting. 
Exactly. The AFR says frustration is building in the Morrison government over the slow distribution of business assistance in Greater Sydney as it finds itself bearing the brunt of the blame for a problem that is actually of New South Wales government's making. Even though it's a national program, New South Wales insisted on taking responsibility for handing out the grants to distressed businesses through its Service New South Wales Network app, even giving its own name JobSaver, but now the PM would be worried about saving his own job. Yeah, indeed. And this is an interesting story, Peter. Climate activists want BHP to keep hold of its fossil fuels. Yeah, this one surprised me. A pro-greenie group wants BHP, the world's top miner, to abandon plans for a multi-billion dollar sale of fossil fuel assets and instead responsibly closed down the operations. 100 small investors represented by a group called Market Forces calls on the company to wind down production in line with international targets to cut greenhouse gas emissions and to focus on helping communities to find alternative jobs. That's a big call, but I think it will fall on deaf ears. Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Giants will roll the dice at the AFL Appeals Board tonight, hoping to clear Toby Green for a season-defining match this weekend. Yes, good morning, Tash. They've got one last crack tonight. They Well, they didn't really lose at the tribunal because his original suspension was downgraded from two to one weeks, but they want that wiped off completely. They play the Tigers tomorrow night at Marvel Stadium. If they win, they're pretty much in the box seat to make the finals and the Tigers' season would be over. So a lot at stake here. Now, the striking suspension was for an elbow trying to fend off Patrick Dangerfield. The Giants say that Paddy slipped and that contributed to the contact. Coach Leon Cameron says it's worth a shot. I mean clearly he's an important player for us. Um, He's had a wonderful year and you know we're a better side when he's in the team. Now the AFL's locked in most of the fixture for this weekend. We mentioned the Giants and Tigers tomorrow night at Marvel Stadium. We've got the Hawks and Dogs in Tassie on Saturday afternoon. That's followed by the Power and Blues in Adelaide and the Cats and Saints in Geelong. Two games in Queensland Yet to be locked in, though. That's uh, the Lions and Magpies. We expect that at the Gabba Saturday night. The Suns and the Bombers yet to be determined. They're trying to uh, open up a sterile corridor with the Queensland government, but that is yet to be approved. Yeah, interesting times. Also in the NRL, Brett, round 22 kicks off tonight with the Raiders having a daunting assignment against the Storm. Yeah, now Canberra has been in form in the past month, but to Melbourne, well, they're on a 17-match winning streak. So this is the biggest challenge in rugby league at the moment. Probably not too many uh, backing the Raiders tonight, and that's just how Ricky Stewart likes it. I want to win. Nobody else thinks we're going to. So you know, I love these types of games when uh, no one thinks you're going to win and they all got the headlines and the stories right before the game. So those types of games are easily prepared for. Now at the Roosters, Trent Robinson has had a big crack at the NRL Judiciary and the Match Review Committee for their inconsistency. It comes after his star player, Angus Crichton, was given a three-game ban for a crusher tackle. They're more varied than they've ever been before. You know, they're more unsure of what a crackdown looks like. And there's a bit going on at the Eels as well with Clint Gutherson reportedly demanding $1 million. Uh, He, of course, says that is off the mark. And Aussie coach Justin Langer, Brett, reportedly confronted a staff member after the series lost to Bangladesh. What's that about? Well, The Age says it was a heated exchange. It actually started with the team manager, Gavin Dover, who took aim at a digital staff member for posting a video of Bangladesh celebrating and singing after winning the T20 series over Australia. Now, that angered Gavin, and once he walked away, Justin Langer took up the issue with uh, the staff member. So that is now leaked to the media. So we'll wait and see if uh, Justin Langer responds to that or if there is any more fallout, but it uh, sounds a little bit messy. Yeah, indeed. Thanks so much for the update. Thanks, Tash. 
a family pet from the US has taken out the Guinness World Record for the oldest pig in captivity. Baby Jane joined the family from a rescue facility at just eight weeks old and now she is 23. The family says baby Jane has supervised playtime outside but spends most of the days indoors and even sleeps in the couple's bed. I guess you could say she's a real bed hog. I'm here all week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.